Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Um, I want you to cast your mind back even further, though, to your childhood. And it occurs to me that motor racing is quite an unusual thing for an Indian kid to be into. Because you have this religion of cricket in India. Why did that not draw you in? Oh, it absolutely, absolutely drew me in. I played cricket um, like all the other kids in school. You know, we played on the street outside our house. Um, we played with our neighbors. That's, that's what you did every afternoon after school. You play cricket. But for me, I was in a, a very unique um, position because my family were into motorsport. My dad used to race and rally at the time. Um, my grandfather before that, since the late 50s, I guess. And and my grandmother did some races, in fact, in the early 70s as well. And uh, she, I think she, her best story is how she finished third in one of the races, despite the fact that her door hinge um, gave way. So she had to hold the door with one hand and still finish third, which was a, a hell of a result. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up in that motorsport environment. You know, we constantly had motorsport people uh, in my house. Then my dad you know, started taking on responsibility of running teams uh, as well as driving. So I would spend all my sort of spare time and weekends in the workshop with him and, and with the mechanics and just learning about cars and mucking about with cars and, and you know, on the odd occasions and have a bit of a drive and, and go from there, really. So where did it all start for the Chandocks? Where did this interest in... Well, we, we, our family business was to do with cars and, and, you know, my, uh, my great grandfather, uh, had a, a business with, with his family doing, um, motor parts, basically we were trading motor parts. And then we, I think my granddad started a garage and, um, you know, so alongside the, the trade of sourcing the parts, we were then fitted to cars, I guess. Uh, so I guess I presume that's where it started, but then my grandfather was the one who got into motorsport he got into he just liked driving fast and then he ended up founding the the federation in india which uh, still exists today um and he along with two of his mates basically went and um formed a trust and went to the bank borrowed the money through the trust and built india's first racetrack in um in the mid 80s and uh, jackie stewart came to India in 87 and laid the foundation stone um, to inaugurate the, the construction site and, and had dinner at my grandparents' house, actually, which is pretty cool. I, I had to remind Jackie about that 
uh, only a couple of years ago. And, and he's an extraordinary man. I mean, you, you know him. His memory is still so good. He, he remembers going and having dinner in my grandparents' dining room in, uh, in 1987, which is quite amazing. Wow. And I guess it wasn't a given that you'd be any good. So when it dawned on your family that you actually had some real talent, uh, I bet they were seriously pumped about that. Well, it was a funny one because growing up in that environment in India, it was almost a given. You know, they, they, the people around the motorsport community just assumed I would be taking part as a driver one day, whether it was racing or rallying, because I was always around the racetrack. My brother, on the other hand, uh, had no interest in the sport. And, and this is the interesting thing. It's not like my parents pushed me towards it. They let us choose whatever we wanted. He had no interest. He actually became a professional cricketer, funnily enough. And um, I, but I was always interested in it. And then when I turned 16, which was the age to start racing in India, um, I went to my dad and I said, right, I'm old enough now. Let's, you know, can I go, can I go take part? And, you know, can we sort something out? And he just looked at me and says, well, you're about 25 kilos too fat because I was 96 kilos at the time. And uh, so we made a deal that if I lost 25 kilos, then, uh, then I could go racing. And my, I had to make a deal with my mum that my grades in school wouldn't drop because I was still in my final year of uh, A-levels at that time, uh, or the equivalent of A-levels. Um, so yeah, and by October, I'd lost 26 kilos in 10 months and, uh, and did okay at school as well. And I really want to be able to show our listeners the before and after photos because there is but a I think it's I think it's Simon Lazenby's wallpaper now. He shows it off so much. <laughs> It is an amazing picture. I mean, honestly, I remember you showing me and I didn't believe it was you. You know, you told me it was you. I still didn't believe it was you. It, the difference is incredible. But that is that is a massive commitment and a huge dedication to, to lose that amount of weight. That's astonishing. Was it hard? But it's, it's, it's a commitment that you have to make. You know, that, to me, that was just the first step. Um, you know, being a racing driver is... Well, being any, any sports, but frankly, is a huge, huge commitment. Your whole life has to be geared around that. I think people underestimate just how much it takes over your entire psyche. Mm. With you know, I went through a 15, 18-year period where every single thing that you did, your whole day, your whole week, your whole life was structured around having the optimum amount of energy for a race weekend. You know, it... And everything is, you put so much thought into the detail. You know, I remember packing for races and making sure I would pack the most comfortable pair of underpants because those are the ones I needed for the races, race days in the car. You know, it's that level of detail that you, your entire life just takes over. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, it's a commitment on, you have to make if you, especially coming from a country like India, I think it's, you know, you have to remember if you're growing up in the UK or in, in Europe, you're only two hours away from your, your nearest car track or racetrack. You're, you're not far away from having the access to the sport. When I was growing up, you know, Silverstone seemed like, a, like another planet. I remember going to Brands Hatch for the first time and having goosebumps because I never dreamt as a kid watching it on TV. I, I would be standing there in the pit lane driving around that circuit. And I think, you know, this, that feeds the motivation for people from Asia or, or 
from Japan or from Brazil, you know, who are so far away. Uh, I've had similar conversations with other drivers from these parts and, and Australians are the same, you know, you, yeah. your, your drive, I think Mark Webber uses the phrase, you would charge through walls. And he's absolutely right. You know, I think when you're coming from, you, you give up so much, you leave all your friends, family behind. Uh, I came from a city of 11 million people with all of my friends and family pretty much live in the same city and still do. And I came to a town in, in the UK with 11,000 people in Brackley and uh, uh, no, uh, I knew nobody, absolutely nobody there. Uh, the first people I met were the mechanics and the people who ran the team. I was in an F3. But that's the sacrifice you make. What age were you then? 18. Couldn't make wow. a cup of tea. <laughs> that hasn't changed, by the way. Oh, I'm nailing it now. Really? I, I, I don't think in the, all the time I've known you, you've made me a cup of tea. Well, might I'll not have <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to do it at Silverstone then when we meet up next. <laughs> you know what, though? To your point, it's interesting because um, I get, and listen, I can't begin to understand the level of sacrifice and commitment that racers do make in pursuit of their, their dream. But I do get annoyed when people say, ah, you know, he hasn't got what it takes about anyone who's on the current grid. You know, if ever that people criticize those on the current grid, I feel like, do you have any idea how much it's taken them just to get to that point? And that is the point, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we're talking about the top 20 drivers in the world. You know, if you think about the top level of footballers, you know, there's thousands within just the UK alone, 5,000 professional footballers in the UK alone. And this is 20 of the top drivers. Now, I know money is a big part of that and people will be shouting at their, you know, radios or devices, whatever they're listening to this on and say, well, money's got to get you there. But talent plays a massive part too, doesn't it? And commitment, dedication is such a huge um, prerequisite, if you like, for this world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think, you know, there, there aren't any bad drivers in Formula One. Uh, I think, especially in recent times, I think if you go back to the let's say the 80s, maybe even the 70s, um, possibly even early 90s, when you had pre-qualifying and you had 30, 35 cars on the grid, you know, you had some fairly shambolic operations with some pretty mediocre drivers who, who would get on the grid. That isn't the case anymore. You know, any, any driver who you've seen come through to modern Formula One has won races in Formula 3, has won races in Formula 2 or GP2. And that on its own tells you that they are very good racing drivers, you know? Mm. Not all of them are Lewis Hamilton. Not all of them can be Lewis Hamilton. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve their place on the grid. So just tell us about that culture shock of coming to Brackley and sort of adapting to this new life in Britain. Well, I'll never forget, I landed. It was the 1st of February, 2002. My dad and I flew over and we landed. And we'd been to the UK previously on sort of family holidays and, and to come watch races. I, I used to fly over uh, to watch Narain Karthike and race in Formula 3 and, and, and went up and stayed with him and you know, followed him around a couple of times. So I'd been over, but only in my school summer holidays. Suddenly I landed <laughs> on the 1st of February. I couldn't work out what was going on. It was dark at like 3.30, 4 in the afternoon. It was just miserable. And it, it, you know, it can be a pretty depressing time considering my friends at home are um, you know, sending me photos of them. Well, at that time, I guess it was on email. But it's 28 degrees and they're on the beach. And 
Uh, and also, you know, I have to remember at that time, I, I just finished uh, my A-levels and all of my friends are off to university and undergrad and they're all, you know, as undergrad students do, they're all out till three, four in the morning and just having a great time. And uh, meanwhile, you know, I'm having to lace up my running shoes and try and drag myself out in this cold, wet weather in England. So it, it is, uh, it was a culture shock, but I was very lucky. You know, I think when I, the first day I showed up in Brackley, the team manager took my dad and I to the estate agent. And uh, so he took us around the town and we went and saw two or three houses. And I remember at the end of it, we went back to their office and I said to him, I said, so is this the, is this the suburb of the town? You know, where, where's the main town? And he just looked at me completely confused because he said, uh, we've done three laps of Brackley already. And it, it, it just blew my mind that that was it. That was the whole town was that one high street and some houses around it. But I grew to love it. And, you know, I ended up living there till pretty much 2015. Um, uh, so 15 years, actually, and became part of the community and had the restaurant named Dishes after me on the menu and, uh, you know, made, a, made some really good friends. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink. And you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bose. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.